Speaking of reliability, a podcast with good friends talking with you about reliability engineering topics. Welcome to Speaking of Reliability. This is Fred Shankelberg. And this is Diana Dini. Hi, Diana. I, we were just chatting, and I, I think I, I cut you off and said, oh, that might be a good topic. <laughs> so I apologize <laughs> for kind of being brusque about that. But you mentioned something about, you know, it's kind of near the end of the school year for your kids and stuff, and you signed up for a career day, and you're going in to talk about engineering. And I, I didn't catch what grade this was for, for the kids. Who are you, what age are you talking to? Oh, it is a fifth grade career day. And I did it a few years ago with my older kid. And now my younger kid is in fifth grade and the call went out, hey, we're having a career day. So I signed right up. So you're not going to be between the uh, the brain surgeon and the firefighter, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they, that last time there was a, somebody that, you know, they brought an old computer and the kids were tearing it apart. And oh, yeah, there was yeah. a lot of, yeah, some some of the career day, career day parents really get into it. Oh, wow. Well, that's cool. That, that sounds like fun. But it's also one of those things. Um, it immediately reminded me of, of going in to uh, judge a, a, um, a science fair. Yeah, have you done that? Have you gotten a chance to? I have not, but I have another friend that does that regularly, mm-hmm. and he really likes it too. So you do that? I had when my kids were in school. I got I was routinely recruited to go do that, um, and I mean, so many of the science fair projects were. It was, it was obvious the parents did it, and the kid <laughs> was. I don't know what it's about. That's my mom, you know, kind of thing, or they did a cross-section of a volcano and they're like, well, that's a nice drawing. <laughs> but where's the science bit in this? And, and then there was this one girl and I wish I, she had a business card because I would have kept track of her and hired her as soon as she was eligible to be hired. Um, she did an experiment where it was, she played baseball, I think, or softball and, or soccer. I don't remember which, but she was like, how much muscle memory is there um, for throwing a ball or kicking a ball. And if you play the sport, does that matter? Is that, oh, that's interesting. Right. So she went and recruited her teammates to do, you know, I think it was soccer and they kicked a ball at a goal and then they blindfolded them and it's same basic setup, kicked the ball at a goal. And the, the math was, you know, what's the difference between uh, having playing on a soccer team versus playing on a baseball team, kicking a soccer ball, how often are you, how good are you at hitting the target? And then vice versa. She went to the baseball team and recruited a bunch of them and had them throw balls and then blindfolded them and throw balls, hit a target, and then had them do the soccer balls and vice versa. And she, um, very basic charts. And, and it was kind of set up like a hypothesis test, but it didn't need to be. It was all graphical. It was very mm-hmm. intuitive. But that wasn't the interesting part. It was that, so this is what you take away from this is, oh, I've already done three more experiments. What about this thing? What about that? How does this work? You know, and she just immediately ex- was learned so much from that first experiment that it was a, another dozen questions. Oh, did she continue her uh, her experiments? Oh, yeah. After after she had wrapped up the career, the, the, the project. science fair thing, yeah? Yeah, even before the science fair, she was already out running more experiments because she was just the curiosity spark just got mm-hmm. ignited. And that's the hard part is where does that 
come from? Because, you know, two-year-olds will put anything in their mouth because they're expecting, can I eat this? (laughs) (laughs) But at some point they lose that, you know, and and kids are curious and and inquisitive and and are just sponges for learning. Uh, But at, I think, fifth grade, they still pretty much have it until they're forced to do a science project and, (laughs) you know, it's not, they're not excited about it. But one of my thoughts is that, 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 even at an early age, that's where we create engineers. Yeah, I think so too. Now, I, I'm also a uh, co-leader for a Girl Scout troop. Um, so I've I've had training through Girl Scouts, um, and it's different for each age group. Mm-hmm. They have you know two year age gaps, and I did I did learn some skills in in um, helping to develop. Uh, kids, you know, girls, but I think it applies to boys too. Mm-hmm. I, I help with my son's Boy Scouts too. Right. But just allowing them to, allowing them to do it and to not step in, to have them ask a question and then kind of probe a little bit to get them to ask the next question and, and, and trying to be encouraging and helping them to figure out how to do something without doing it for them. And it is, it, it is difficult, and I catch myself sometimes not doing such a great job at that. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's just something that I I always try to keep in mind when I'm working with my kids and and the other kids too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you see it, and I'm quite sure with other parents. So you have to probably now hold on. This is part of the process. <laughs> Let them. Well, if they do it that way, it's going to not work. This is well, that's okay. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, I have had to do that a couple times. And then I've started to do something and I catch myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then I, I don't know, my, my family was do it yourselfers, So I, I always had to help mm-hmm. if I knew how to do something really well, then I could keep doing it. Cause I knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't know how to do it, then I had to do it more so that I could get better at it. <laughs> <laughs> I never had an excuse to not do something. Yeah. No, I and think that was, was my father's approach for me yeah. <laughs> mowing the lawn and weeding around the edges. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's not done yet. Get back out there. <laughs> yeah. Or you did a great job. You could do it again next week. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, there was a no win for me and <laughs> for that one. <laughs> now I have a house that has no lawn whatsoever. I finally succeeded. but yeah I mean there's plenty of stuff in that part but I mean it starts at an early age is let people explore things the curiosity and fostering that approach and enabling them to pursue questions and pursue ideas and it's and even later in high school or even later when we get young engineers into a company it's yeah well what do you think how are you going to solve that you know, and that might or might not work, but give them space and permission to not succeed or permission and space to go figure it out. Right. Uh, you know, it's, there's, two, I think it's just a, a, in, well, I don't know if it's toxic or it's evil, but you hire somebody and say, well, you're the expert and I need a solution by Tuesday. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I mean, know what end of this computer is connected to your system, you know? <laughs> um, but it's, and then it, it provides, pr- provides so much uh, expectation that you'll be perfect or you have a great answer. Or you finish this, you create the solution immediately um, 
that I think it stifles the ability for people to to take chances or to explore things or whatever. Was it Google that has like a certain percentage of their employees' time is meant to be on their own projects for them to explore and do stuff? Yes, yes, I have heard about that. You know, I don't know how well that works or if it's done or not, but it, the the idea is is that you got to create space for people to play. Might, in business, we don't necessarily call it that, but you know, we'll try it. Yeah, especially in engineering and in testing, and yeah, even manufacturing processes, figuring it out yep. how how to do it and what what settings to do. You do need to. I like how you put it. You do need to play. And, uh, and just figure things out. <laughs> the guys on the shop floor don't like it when you come down there and play with your equipment. Oh, huh? yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was interning somewhere where there were conveyor belts mm-hmm. all over the, uh, the manufacturing floor. I mean, it was, it was hot glass, and then they had to travel on conveyor belts mm-hmm. to cool down. And they wanted to test out a new, um, it was called an air knife. So they used tubes with compressed air to flip these products from one conveyor belt to the other. So mm-hmm. they were cool. And they wanted to try something new. So so I was tasked with um trying to figure out it this is my internship now. Mm-hmm. Trying trying to figure out is it worth it to upgrade their current equipment, their current systems to this new air knife technology? Was it better? Did it save on the compressed air that was used? And did it do a better job? Mm-hmm. And um, they did, I, you know, I had great managers at my internship and they did let me play, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very union place and the people on the shop floor didn't like me to play. <laughs> so <laughs> I would, you know, I would stick around and on the second shift and I would, you know, talk to people, befriend them a little bit. And I'd, yeah. you know, go, you know, uh, take my wrench out of my pocket and adjust something a little bit, make recordings. And they're like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that a maintenance activity? We got to report that. <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah. So just being able to try new things, but, but you need a good manager to be able to allow you to do that too. I think I think engineers when they're new they just need a little bit of encouragement that yeah you can do that here mm-hmm. within reasonable expectations I suppose. Uh, yeah, well, there's I mean there's a safety element. I'm thinking of you with conveyors of hot glass rolling around. That's probably do <laughs> need to take a caution and pay attention to the safety stuff. Yeah, um, and there's plenty of that, but it's it. I agree. Is that it's nobody's going to go run the perfect experiment the first time. And even the experimental process, the engineering process or the scientific method is an iterative process where we go, well, let's see if this works and we'll go evaluate it and we'll compare it or we'll do this or that. But we, each step of the way is like that young lady that in the science fair, that each step she learned a bunch and had even more questions to go learn some more. And that's where I think the, the value comes from from having an engineer is somebody that can think through and and solve problems in a variety of different ways, which in essence is what engineers do, you know, and create solutions to can I get this to work better? Is this air knife more efficient than the current system we're using, for example? So it, but somewhere along the line, I think there's a couple of paths that happen. And I'm curious to what 
what you see here is that one of them is there's a right way to do things and we're going to teach you the right way, which great is great when you're adding things or doing long division, right? There is a mm-hmm. way. There's more than one way to do long division, apparently, after looking at my kids' <laughs> <laughs> homework. That's another, that's another episode. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, I mean, math and conventions and things that are, are done to a standard, well, that's the standard and that's the way we go about doing it. Now, it's a different question, which I think engineers need to have the ability to say, is that the right thing that we should be doing? Is that the right solution for our problem? Just because I can measure it this way, is that the right measurement system, for example? Um, But the idea is, is that the engineers need to have what children have, is that curiosity and willingness and permission to play. And that gets... um, I don't know, stamped out in schools where you need to pass the state test, you need to do this, you need to do that. Here's the criteria and the box that you need to fit in, and there's only one way to do that kind of thing, independent of what you're interested in. And then there's just the, um, you're a cog in the wheel in so many occupations and jobs that, that this is the way you do it. And that's it. Don't ask any questions. Like those union guys going, what are you doing with a wrench? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay away from there. Um, but there's, and there's different reasons for all these different things with the, the role of an engineer um, in my mind is to stay childlike, which I don't know if that's conventional wisdom or not, but it, I think the best engineers I've ever worked with we're just inherently curious, just, you know, childlike curiosity in, in a yeah. good way. And, and not afraid to take a look. You're kind of taking a look at what's out there and what, what are people doing or how, how, how can I reuse or repurpose this thing that exists into something that is useful for this other space over here mm-hmm. too. Yeah, being curious about how things work. And how to make it better. Yeah, I agree. It's also a good solid foundation of, you know, understanding the uses and limits of different material sets or different, you know, um, IT solution type stuff or how to do calculations or how to make measurements. How, uh, the, the basic process of troubleshooting or failure analysis type activities. I mean, there's so much that we build on that other people have provided but you hit it on the head there, I think, Diana, is that we, we look at it and craft a unique solution or, or um, improvement to a, an existing process or something like that. And that's not done by following the rules, <laughs> what's always been done. We, that's not usually a good solution is to do it the way we've always done it. Because I think Einstein said something about it, right? Is that you end up with the same solution. <laughs> you end up with the same yeah. problems you were trying to solve. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, you know, in these, in these uh, extracurricular activities, like, well, like you mentioned, like in school, they're, they're testing and they have to have the right answer. And um, they, they do talk about careers and different career paths. But I think if, if it, other engineers are active with the younger youth, like, like in scouts, or like you were saying, you would do the, uh, the science fair. Mm-hmm. And my friend, he still does the science fair. His his kids are 
<laughs> are graduated and gone and he's got grandkids now and he still loves to judge the science fairs mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. talk to the kids and encourage them. I, I think I think it's worthwhile and a good thing to do for engineers to just kind of do that little bit of outreach. Yeah, it's true. And you hear about it with the different engineering uh, societies and, and groups and you see more of it with the STEM um, and uh, teams that are in trying to encourage people getting into to science and technology. I don't know what oh. it stands for. Engineering. What's the M stand for? Management? Oh, let <laughs> me tell you about STEM. Okay. Yes. <laughs> science, technology, engineering, and math. Ah, math. Okay. And now, and then it, it evolved into STEAM, which science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Oh. And now I just saw a scouting activity that elevated it even more to STREAM. <laughs> which included a recreational concept to that. So I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, because, you know, we're, we're talking about getting kids interested in engineering. Yeah. Um, uh, but now, now we're just going to try to get them interested in everything all together all at once. I don't know how that's going to work out. Well, I, I'm good with anything that gets them off of uh, Game Boys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the kids that want to come over and, gar- and do the weeding in my garden. That's, that's, you know, my, I offer that with all the kids in the neighborhood, and I haven't had one take me up on that. Oh, you know, I have neighborhood kids. They say, can we weed your garden? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I feel bad. I'm like, no, that's okay. I'll do it, you know. <laughs> do they, do they want to get paid for it or are they going to raid your carrot patch or something? No, mm-hmm. no. These are these are like the uh, one and two, uh, first and second graders. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the uh, difference between a tomato plant and a stem of grass is hard to distinguish sometimes. <laughs> I understand now. <laughs> But, you know, there was a, a one of the neighbor kids, she was doing a science project and, um, you know, on social that we went out, hey, does anybody have, you know, extra PVC pipe lying around? Mm-hmm. And of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I invited, yeah, sure, come on down, you know, like, how long do you need it? Oh, about this long. I said, so about 25 inches? She said, no, 27 and a half. I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty specific. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. You know, and, and just I showed her the, uh, you know, the handsaw, mm-hmm. and I had one of those um, things that you put it in so you can direct the saw so you get a square cut. Oh, a, a miter and, box, I think. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, showed and had, you know, I, just, I started it, and then I said, okay, you take over. Yep. You you do it. Yep. And um, so I, I do like to encourage encourage the neighborhood kids too with that, like, or, or show them what I'm thinking or talk about it as mm-hmm. I'm doing it. And, um, yeah, I do, I do enjoy that. So even just those little things I think can have an effect on a young person. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And I don't think there's too many fifth graders going to search for a send over liability or a podcast about engineering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it might be a new branch for the site is for the younger younger crowd for the youth yeah but you you know people in college yeah uh i have there's a neighbor girl that she she went in for she used to babysit and she went to college to be a mechanical engineer and i said hey that's that's what i am so i i keep in touch with her once in a while say Mm -hmm. hey what are you doing yeah yeah no no I, i just briefly my daughter was going into chemistry for college and one of my students in a in a CRE prep class actually um 
was a, a chemist and a chemical engineer working in a, a company that makes water purifiers. Hmm. And I mentioned that to my daughter and she goes, oh, that sounds interesting. I should talk to her. And it took, I don't know, two years before she had enough courage to give her a call or an email or anything. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, there's other barriers and I don't know what the barriers were. And it, I had another, uh, my wife's uh, son, my stepson, um, when he graduated, he said, all right, well, now it's time to go look for a job. He says, well, why weren't you talking to the, all the recruiters that were on site the last six months? And he goes, oh, they were just too distracting. I had to pass my test. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you I, know, mean, I, I, I talked to my kids about, about that. Like they're, they're not interested in engineering. At least my older one's not. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on the younger one. She, right. <laughs> she might be. <laughs> But I said, you know, if you're interested in it, why don't you talk to talk to somebody in it? You know, we have cousins or the neighbor down the street does that thing. Mm -hmm. And whenever you ask somebody, hey, is it OK if my kid calls you? They're always they're, they most likely always say, yeah, because oh, yeah. they're in their job and they love it and they would love to share it with somebody. Um, or they don't like it at all. And it's a good chance to, to dissuade somebody from getting in this dead end career. You, know, <laughs> you, know, you got to do a little in uh, checking. For <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, um, but part of it is just the idea of, you know, I can ask people about this or, and there's all those pieces. So there's part of it, the encouraging and the ongoing part and, and fostering the curiosity is all piece of it. But then it's also encouraging people to, Go talk to folks. Go ask them. Go, oh, yeah, a neighbor of ours is a mechanical engineer. Why don't you go talk to them? They give you a different perspective than what I have. And you can compare. Let me know what you think is different and whatever. But the the overall idea is that, um, you know, I guess we're biased a little bit here, Diana. We're, we're both engineers. So I know. <laughs> we both love it, right? Yeah. You, you do stuff with your, I fix my furnace and my microwave, and <laughs> I know you. Oh, you got to come on over. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing stuff at your house. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it's, it's, um, it's, it's seeing kids want to get into it. And, and, go, and, and then they, it's like watching one of my kids graduate at Cal Poly and, and the humanities and arts schools was two thirds of the population, uh, graduate students, you know, and, and the science group, science and engineering math group was a third. And then just my daughter was graduating. It was chemistry. It was like, well, there's 20 of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, out of this, you know, couple thousand student population of graduates. I'm like, there's just something wrong here why but anyway that's probably a topic for a whole nother day um but it's i think it starts as we started this episode with it starts very early is to keep that encouragement going all the way through and then even when they get hired um and i don't mind a little encouragement along the way too <laughs> even yeah. where i'm at now so i don't think that ever ends and I, I think the idea though is that it's also true in any discipline I can't imagine that having curiosity is a bad thing for somebody in marketing, you know, as they're exploring different venues or colors or options to, to improve the marketability of their product or whatever. Not that yeah, I know anything about it. Learning all the new technology for how they can get market data. Yeah. Uh, that's also another, that's changing a lot too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I guess that's a general growth mindset kind of thing, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I don't think we're going to solve it, but if anybody's listening to this and has an idea or some other tips to help encourage people to get into engineering or to maintain their interest in it, if nothing else, uh, you know, let us know. Head over to ascendoreliability.com slash go. Well, yeah, slash go slash SOR. And you can leave us a voice message or a written message and you can contact Diana or I or the, any of the hosts of the show. Uh, and we're all on LinkedIn and um, and our about pages on Ascendo have contact information. So lots of ways for you to get in touch. And if you've got a success story or, or have seen, you know, ways to, especially 16 year olds, uh, which seem untouchable, um, <laughs> <laughs> at least in my own experience. <laughs> yeah, um, I've, I've got a 15 and three quarters year old. So oh, okay. I'm into that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> um, but I don't know, maybe somebody that's good with reverse psychology could give us a few tips or something. But anyway, if you got some a question or a topic or some other idea or topic you'd like us to talk about, please let us know. Head over to, I gave you all that information. So thanks for chatting with us. I had no idea, Diana, your, your older one was almost 16. So oh, we're, we're going to be learning how to drive. Oh, new challenge. Yeah. F physics and mechanics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the... The hardest part I found about that was it was spatial awareness. Oh no! Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good you, to you know. know. You know where that's going, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I, I, I mean, one thing I did, and this is completely off the topic of her, is I, my daughter was she just could not figure out how to get the car between the lines in a parking lot, you know, and it was that spatial awareness. Where is the car around me, kind of thing. So we went to this big empty parking lot, and I said, "Right, see those two lines right there? Park there." And she'd park, and right, stop. Now get out of the car, you know, put the brakes on, you know, leave it, put it in park. Now go outside and look. How close are you to the lines in different places? All right, now let's try it again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in different spots and different lighting and, and different angles and going forward and going backing into it and stuff like that. And it, it was a couple of hours, um, but then she could do it. But it was just until she got into a different car and then she had no idea where the car was anymore. Well, she, that was probably useful and helpful, and she'll probably have a horror story when she's a little bit older, talking about <laughs> when she grew up. Yeah, yeah, there is that too, yeah. <laughs> That's also a parent's job. Yeah, yeah, well, good luck with that. I hope it all works out. Hopefully it doesn't thanks. turn into a new episode for the show. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. All right, well, thanks so much, Diana. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Speaking of Reliability. We invite you to join the conversation if you have a question or a topic that you think we should discuss in a future show, please let us know. You can find a comment box below the episode show notes or just leave a note as part of a review on iTunes.